Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. Hello, everybody. This is Betty Louise, and I'm happy to say that I'm here with my partner, William Wallace. And we have a couple of really interesting people to catch their story, uh, Gail and David. And they both have a story about homelessness. So I think I'm just going to get right to it and ask you, Gail, to share a little bit about your story and pass the mic to David. Thank you, Betty Louise. Well... About three years ago, my former husband stopped paying my rent, and I was uh, not in a position where I could work. I am in my early 80s and have a health issue or two, which I take into consideration and, and work around and sometimes ignore, and so I wasn't in a position to get work. What I decided to do was I decided to liquidate all of my precious things, my furniture and whatnot. And I had a friend who lived in Arizona, and she offered me a place to stay while I got myself oriented. And my original thought was that I would uh, like to, being the airy fairy that I am, I would like to work in uh, Sedona. So she was in uh, Phoenix. And once a week, I would go to Sedona, and I traipsed all around Sedona and found out who I should talk to and whatnot. And I very quickly saw that there was no way that I was going to be able, number one, to afford to live in Sedona. And so I came back. I had saved enough money to get back and have a couple hundred dollars in my pocket. And I had no place to go. So I got back into town and uh, spent a couple nights with couple of different friends. Then I had another friend who had offered me throughout the years if I ever got into a place where I, I didn't have a place to live that I was more than welcome in her home. And so I took her up on that and that didn't work. She had no idea what it was like to share a home with an, another woman. So I ended up the last weekend in July of last year in the heat wave. I ended up on the street in my car. And I didn't have coping skills for this. I didn't know what to do, and I spent a couple of nights in the hospital uh, parking lot, and uh, there were, someone saw me there, and I was asked to leave, so I got rousted out of the parking lot of the hospital. And then basically for four months, I slept in my car, some of it on the street. I did have one friend that told me I could park in her driveway at night so that I would be safe and that I could take a weekly shower. So that's what I did until in November when it started getting really cold. A dear friend and his uh, partner invited me to stay in their home until I got things worked out. At the very end of my living in my car, I decided I needed to generate income one way or the other. So I uh, started a, a house-sitting slash pets-sitting business, and it was by word of mouth. So I would go and stay in somebody's home and take care of their pet. When it was over, I got back in my car and spent the night on the street. 
none of them knew. I, you could take a look at me, you would never know that that, that that was the position that I was in, and that was very deliberate because I am not a victim. I have dignity and I'm clean. Business started to pick up and I got myself booked. March came along, I started getting booked and I was booked all the way through November. COVID hit. I catch a job every once in a while, but uh, it's still, as we know, uh, impacting everyone. So my income stream is basically my uh, Social Security, which is enough to take care of just a very few things. But I own my car free and clear, and I'm fine. So the experience of being homeless is something that was a shock to me. I had no idea what it was like to not have any place to go. No restroom facilities. Cold at night and wearing seven or eight different layers of clothes and absolutely totally unprepared for it. But I'll tell you, it has turned out to be an incredible opportunity to learn a whole lot. I feel blessed. I've been able to have some place to be where I was welcome and no pressure to leave. That's how I got there. And uh, then I can maybe later on discuss some of the psychological aspects of, uh, of homelessness because those are, the, those are the most impacting. My name's David Ware and uh, I have the opportunity here to share parts of my story and uh, meet some wonderful people. And my homeless story begins in um, the summer of uh, 2017. I was married, a couple of dogs, had a good job. I was a, a operations manager for a local contractor in Sacramento, and uh, I was making you know close to a hundred thousand a year. Because my one of my tasks was watching the business, I started noticing money going out, and uh, it was going out to a place that I couldn't track it nor tell the the uh, the owners. Long story short. The owner had a uh, online gambling problem and an oxy addiction, and he was spending the money and not paying the crews. I had a discussion with him on a on a Thursday, and it was like, okay, this is how we're going to address it. And we sat and talked about the future and all of those things. And Friday morning, 6 a.m., he came in, handed me my check, and said, I don't need you anymore. Okay, well, let's see. Um, about six months ago, uh, I had uh, bought a brand-new truck, so now I'm have a, a payment, which I could well afford at the time, now I don't have any income. I'm, uh, you know, I'm in my 60s, and uh, the prospect of getting jobs at other places that would afford me the kind of money that I needed to make based on how my life was built. My homelessness is both physical from uh, bad decisions I've made and the way life comes at you to physical disease, which was uncovered during this whole process that I didn't know that I had, which was uh, uh, hepatitis C that we've narrowed down to uh, 1977, was around the time when I would have caught it, and uh, it went undiagnosed the whole time. So the hep C sitting in my body throughout my life, and uh, I started to have some issues internally, and my found out I have severe cirrhosis of the liver, which automatically they tagged as alcoholic. Well, I don't I'm not a drinker, not a smoker. So I've had a fight with the medical community about that because they keep wanting to put me back in alcohol-related cirrhosis, and it's not it was caused by the hep C. So I'm in need of a liver transplant. Um, I'm being seen up here, uh, Sierra Nevada Gastro, 
and uh, the the doctor is doing a wonderful job. He knows what he's doing, and but I've just got to allow the process to work and hope I live long enough to get to the point where treatment's going to have an effect. I've been living in my truck. Uh, there's the level of homelessness that I've experienced has uh, not not been me necessarily physically on foot in the street. But if you have a vehicle, I mean, and you're homeless, it's still, you do still deal with the same things. Um, not having any place to park at night and uh, getting rousted out by the cops. And, and because I have, a, I have a terminal disease, I need to stay near a restroom that's open 24 hours. Those with COVID pretty much disappeared. I know this probably hasn't answered the question of uh, why I'm still homeless. I have a $600 car payment and uh, $100 a month for insurance, so I only get $961 a month in my Social Security retirement. Uh, if you do the math, it doesn't come out to be enough to, uh, to live on. I mean, that's even before food or shelter or anything else is accomplished. So I've been doing the best I can to try and put myself in a position where there's assistance that could help me get beyond this because I've got over a thousand days in, uh, in homelessness and I'm 64 years old today. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.